Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member Bay of Ram Golday and today we're Zechus Beya Daf Yud Gimel, the first parak based on Shnol the Biyantav. So the three daps we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in a brisa Ben Levi Shenasim Lo Shibong Ben Meiser Osav, a Ben Levi to whom they gave ears of grain for his Meiser Oso Osengor must make them fit for a granary, meaning he must completely process the wheat before separating from his Meiser. Similarly, if he was given grapes, he must make them into wine, and always must be made into oil, and then he separates Trumas Meiser from them and gives the Trumas Meiser to a Kohen. Shekashem she Trumagadolin, and he tells us, Elminagor Minayakev, for just as the Trumagadola is not taken other than from the granary and from the wine press, Kach Trumas Meiser, and he tells us, Elminagor Minayakev, so too Trumas Meiser is not taken other than from the granary and the wine press. Point number two, Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, Meiser Rishon Sheikdimu Bishibalin Patumatuma Gadola. Meiser Rishon, if one did the separation before separating Truma, while the grain was still in the ears, he's parted from Truma Gadol. As the Pasuk says, in reference to Meiser Rishon, And you shall separate from it Hashem's Truma, a Meiser from the Meiser, which teaches us, I told you, referring to Levi, to separate a Meiser from a Meiser, meaning Truma's Meiser, and not both Truma Gadol and Truma's Meiser from the Meiser. Rashi explains that the Pasuk does not really state that you shall separate Meiser from the Meiser. It adds the words Truma's Hashem, Hashem's Truma, to its description of the Levi's Chiv to the Kohen. The extra label is understood to be exclusionary teaching, that when a Levi separates Truma from his Meiser, he's required to only give the Truma that is identified in the phrase Meiser from the Meiser, meaning Truma's Meiser. And pointing with you, the Gemara brought a mission from Meiser that ruled that one may not peel off barley kernels, collect them in his hand, and eat them without first separating Meiser. Yet, the Gemara concluded, based on the practice of Rav and Rebichia, that one may peel off and collect even cups full of kernels on Shabbos. Rabbi Abba Bar asks if there's any process that's not considered a Gemara Malacha, a completion of work for Shabbos, but which in regard to Meiser is considered a Gemara Malacha. So Rav Shesh's braid of Edi brought a situation where, in fact, this was the case, and then explained the difference between the halachas of Shabbos and Meiser. In that regard, to Shabbos, Malachas Mach Shabbos Asur Torah. The Torah prohibited only calculated labor, meaning a professional activity. Although peeling out barley kernels by hand is considered the Gemara Malach of Meiser, it's permitted on Shabbos, for it's not a Malachas Mach Shabbos, a calculated professional labor. So once again, the three points are number one. It was taught in a brace of Ben Levi Shinasan Loshi Balin Ben Meiser Usav, a Ben Levi to whom they gave ears of grain for his Meiser, Osa Osangorn must make them fit for a granary, meaning he must completely process the wheat before separating Trumas Meiser. Similarly, if he was given grapes, he must make them into wine and olives must be made into oil, and then he separates Trumas Meiser from them and gives the Trumas Meiser to a Kohen. Shekashem Shetrumagadola, and then he tell us, for just as the Trumagadola is not taken other than from the granary from the wine press, so too, Trumas Meiser is not taken other than from the granary and from the wine press. Point number two, Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, Meiser Rishon, if one did the separation before separating Truma, while the grain was still in the ears, he is putter from Truma Gadoa. As the Pasuk says, in reference to Meiser Rishon, and you shall separate from it Hashem's Truma, a Meiser from the Meiser, which teaches us. Meiser mina Meiser, Marti Lecha. V'lo Truma Gadol, Truma's Meiser mina Meiser. I told you, referring to Levi, to separate a Meiser from a Meiser, meaning Truma's Meiser, and not both Truma Gadol and Truma's Meiser from the Meiser. Rush explains that the Pasuk doesn't merely state 
that you shall separate Miser from the Miser, it adds the words Trumas Hashem, Hashem's Truma, to its description of the Levi's Chiv to the Kohen. The extra label is understood to be exclusionary teaching, that when a Levi separates Truma from his Miser, he's required to only give the Truma that's identified in the phrase Miser mina Miser, referring to Truma's Miser. And pointing me to the Gemara Brana mission from Miser is that rule, that one may not peel off barley kernels, collect them in his hand, and eat them without first separating Miser. Yet, the Gemara concluded, based on the practice of Rav and Rabbi Chia, that one may peel off and collect even cups full of kernels on Shabbos. Rabbi Abba Bar asks if there's any process that's not considered a Gemara Malacha, a completion of work for Shabbos, but which in regard to Miser is considered a Gemara Malacha? So Rabbi Shesh's braid Rabbi Edi brought a situation where, in fact, this was the case, and then explained the difference between the Halachas of Shabbos and Miser in that regard to Shabbos. Malachas Machshebes Asr Torah. The Torah prohibited only calculated labor, meaning a professional activity. Although peeling up barley kernels by hand is considered the Gemara Malacha for Miser, it's permitted on Shabbos, for it's not a Malachas Machshebes, a calculated professional labor. All right, so now we go to Simmer Duff Yud Gimlan. Our standard Simmon is a Bar Mitzvah boy, Bar Mitzvah Bacher. So here goes. The Ben Levi Bar Mitzvah boy, who proudly made wine from the Miser grapes he was given, to give Trumas Miser, and knew to only give Trumas Miser and not Truma Gadola from his Miser, had his guests peel off cups full of barley kernels to eat at a Shabbos Suda. Once again, in slow motion. The Ben Levi Bar Mitzvah boy, Bar Mitzvah boy, that must be learned off Yud Gimel. The Ben Levi Bar Mitzvah boy, who proudly made wine from the Miser grapes he was given to give Trumas Miser, which reminds us, it was taught in Abraisa, that a Ben Levi to whom they gave ears of grain for his Miser, Osa Osengorn, must make them fit for a granary, meaning he must completely process the wheat before separating Trumas Miser. And similarly, if he's given grapes, he must make them to wine and olives, he must make them to oil, and then he separates Trumas Miser from them and gives the Trumas Miser to a Kohen. Shekashem, Shetruma Gadoa, and then he tells us, El Minagor Yakev, for just as the Truma Gadoa is not taken other than from the granary and from the wine press, Kach Trumas Miser, and he tells us, El Minagor Yakev, so true Trumas Miser is not taken other than from the granary and the wine press. So the Ben Levi Bar Mitzvah boy, who proudly made wine from the Miser grapes he was given, to give Trumas Miser, and knew to only give Trumas Miser and not Truma Gadoa from his Miser, which reminds us, Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, Maiser Rishon, Shekdimu Bishibalin, Patimah Truma Gadoah, Maiser Rishon. If one did the separation before separating Truma, while the grain was still in the ears, he's Patimah from Truma Gadoah, as the Pasuk says in reference to Maiser Shani, Reimosimimimenu Menu Truma Sashem, Maiser Mina Maiser, and you shall separate from it Hashem's Truma, a Maiser from the Maiser, which teaches us, Maiser Mina Maiser, Martilcha, I told you, referring to Levi, to separate a Miser from a Miser, meaning Trumas Miser, and not both Trumagadoa and Trumas Miser from the Miser. So the Ben Levi Bar Mitzvah boy, who proudly made wine from the Miser grapes he was given, to give Trumas Miser, and knew to only give Trumas Miser and not Trumagadoa from his Miser, had his guests peel off cups full of barley kernels to eat at a Shabbos Suda, which reminds us, the Gemara brought a mission from Miser that ruled that one may not peel off barley kernels, collect them in his hand and eat them without first separating Miser. Yet, the Gemara concluded, based on the practice of Rav and Rav Yichia, that one may peel off and collect even cups full of kernels on Shabbos. Rav Shesh's braid Ravidi explained the difference between the halachas of Shabbos and Miser in that regard to Shabbos, Malachas Machshevah's Asr the Torah prohibited only calculated labor, meaning a professional activity. Although peeling out barley kernels by hand is considered the Gemara Malachah for Miser, it's permitted on Shabbos, for it's not a Malachas Machshevah's, a calculated professional labor. 
So once again, the Ben Levi Bar Mitzvah boy who proudly made wine from the Meister grapes he was given to give Trumas Meister and knew to only give Trumas Meister and not Truma Gadola from his Meister had his guests peel off cups full of barley kernels to eat at a Shabbos Suda. All right, so now it's time for our four blah back Chazara. Daftes, so the simmer Daftes is a teapot. So here goes. The reckless boy who tried to balance a teapot, teapot, that must more on Daftes. The reckless boy who tried to balance a teapot on top of his special dovecoat ladder as he moved it from one dovecoat to the next, which reminds us, it's Malchus Beisham Beisil, whether one is permitted to take a dovecoat ladder from one shovach to the next. And Rav Khan Barami said the Malchus applies only in the case of one who carries a ladder in a Rishus Rabim, where he might be observed for Beisham I hold, Haro Omer Lahatich Galgahutzarach, that one onlooker might assume that he's carrying a ladder because he needs to blaster his roof. Whereas Beis Hill holds, since he's carrying a ladder that is specifically used for dovecoats, it's not a problem. But in Rosh Hashanah, where his actions are unlikely to be observed, everyone agrees it is mutter. So the reckless boy who tried to balance a teapot on top of his special dovecoat ladder as he moved it from one dovecoat to the next, spilled tea all over his neighbor's wet clothes, hanging out to dry in a secluded area, which reminds us, the Gemara asks if it's so the Beishami's prohibition does not apply where one's actions are unlikely to be observed. For Rav Huda said, in the name of Rav, wherever the Rabban prohibit an act because of Mar's Ayin, the act is prohibited even in one's most private chambers. The Gemara answers that Rav Hanan has the authority to dispute Rav's ruling for the question of prohibiting the issue of Mar's Ayin, is a Malchok Tanai, for his if one's clothing became soaked, he may spread them out in the sun to dry on Shabbos, but he may not do so before people, meaning in an area viewed by people. Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon ruled that this is prohibited even in a secluded area. So the reckless boy who tried to balance a teapot on top of his special dovecoat ladder as he moved it from one dovecoat to the next, spilled tea all over his neighbor's wet clothes, hanging out to dry in a secluded area, and was told that he was not permitted to return the ladder. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings a Bryce with a different version of the Malchogs between Beisham and Beisil, which taught, Rabbi Shem Malazar said, Beisham and Beisil agree that one may take a ladder from one dovecote to another. They argued only in regard to returning the ladder to its original place. Beisham may say, Imachzirin, one may not return the ladder after using it, but Beisil will say one may even return it. Rashi explains that according to Rabbi Shem Malazar, although Beisham may prohibit the carrying of the ladder on Yantav, they conceded that it is permitted to take a ladder to a dovecote to fetch birds for one's Yantav meal because it's serves a yunt of need. Daf Yud, so the simmer Daf Yud is a minion of Yudin. So here goes. The minion of bird keepers, minion, that must be more in Daf Yud. The minion of bird keepers waiting for the tenth man, who is busy handling his dove from the first brood, which reminds us that the next mission discusses how the mux status of the birds in the dovecote are removed. Beishamai say that one may not take doves from a dovecote on Yantav unless he handled those very doves Erev Yantav, but Beisilo say, it's sufficient that one stands before Yantav and says, I'll take this dove and that dove without actually handling them. Rav Chanan Barami said the Malkokos is with the Brich of Ishtona, the first brood of the season. So the minion of birdkeepers waiting for the tenth man who was busy handling his doves from the first brood were distraught as they saw that the white and black doves didn't stick to their color-coded dovecoats. Which reminds us that the mission was coming to teach that in the case of finding white doves in the pigeonhole one had designated for black ones, and black ones in the pigeonhole that he designated for white ones, that there also for it might have occurred that the designated doves flew away, and these are different doves in the dovecoat. The Gemara suggests this supports Rabbi Chania's principle of Rov Vakarov Holach Acharov. When a conflict arises between the principles of majority and proximity, we follow the principle of Rov. The Gemara rejects this proof, saying that the case involves a dovecote with a platform in front of it, 
on which birds from elsewhere constantly roost. Therefore, even if one assumes the birds came from the closest location, there are still muksas since the majority of birds are muksa. So the minion of bird keepers waiting for the tenth man who was busy handling his doves from the first brood were distraught as they saw that the white and black doves didn't stick to their color-coded dovecoats, while young little bird left his group and hopped away. Which reminds me, compared the case of designating three birds and finding only two, to putting aside two mana of Mysoshani and finding only one. Since birds hop around, it's presumed one wandered off, and therefore the other two are presumed to be from the original three. Whereas with the Mysoshani, the button hold that since people generally do not separate their Mysoshani money before taking it to Shalim, it must be the person forgot that he took all the Mysoshani money and replaced it with Chulim. Daf Yadolf, so the seven Daf Yadolf is stars. So here goes. The cute little bird leading a trail of tiny stars. Stars? That must be more on Daf Yadolf. The cute little bird leading a trail of tiny stars wherever it went was too scared to turn the corner to the neighboring dovecote, which reminds the Mishon Daf Yadolf stated that if doves were inside the pigeonhole, when one designated them before Yantu, but the only doves he found in Yantu were on the ledge in front of the pigeonhole, they are prohibited. However, if before Yantu there were no birds there in the vicinity of the dovecote except these, then they are permitted. The Gemara clarifies the last cases where there is another pigeonhole within 50 amos, it could go into Kaim of a Karen Zavis. However, it's located on the other side of the corner of the building. The mission is coming to teach that young bird will only continue to hop as long as it can turn around and see its pigeonhole. So the cute little bird leading a trail of tiny stars wherever it went was too scared to turn the corner of the neighboring dovecote. So it turned back and crossed over a hide that was spread out for people to trample on, which reminds the Gemara why it's permitted to spread hides but not to spread chalev. If there's an equal concern if they were prohibited, people might refrain from shechni and yantam. The Gemara answers that in the case of the hide, it's not evident that it was spread out for tanning because it's also fit for sitting on. People assume the Rabbanim permitted it for sitting. But in the case of the chalev, people say spreading it out would prevent spoilage. And they'll say, what difference does it make if I salt it or spread it out? And they'll come to salt chalev on yantav, which is a derisive prohibition. So the cute little bird leaving the trail of tiny stars wherever it went was too scared to turn the corner to the neighboring dovecote. So it turned back and crossed over a hide that was spread out for people to trample on and was in front of a vendor that was putting back his window shutters. Which reminds us, Ula said, There are three cases in which the Rabbanim permitted their final phase on account of their initial phase. The first case is, placing a hide will be trampled on. If people are not allowed to spread a hide, they'll not shut. The second case is replacing shutters of vendor stalls. If vendors have to leave their shutters open, the entire day they'll be reluctant to remove the shutters in the first place for people to purchase their needs for the yantiv meal. And the third case is the replacement of a dressing on the wound of a Kohen in the temple on yantiv. If the Kohen is prohibited from replacing the bandage, he might choose to keep it on and refrain from performing the avoda. Dafyid base. So the Zimmer Dafyid base is 12 brothers. So here goes. The parade of six brothers. Six brothers and the other one. Well, six brothers mentioned later on. 12 brothers all together. That must be more on Daf. Yid Beis. The parade of six brothers carrying Lulav and Sifri Torah and their little sisters in Rishas Rabbi Yanta, which reminds us the next mission states, Beisham I say that we may not take out either a child, a Lulav or Sifri Torah from Rishas Yachid to Rishas Rabbi Yanta, but Beisham permit it. Rashi explains that Beisham may hold that Hotzan Yantiv is prohibited for non-food related purposes. Rabbi Yitzhak Baravdimi said that a bright to the thought of a person Shechs, a donated all on Yantiv is lash, must be Beishamai who does not hold a toch. It's therefore forbidden to shecht an animal that will not be eaten, for if it was Beisilu who hold a matoch. Since hotel is permitted for a food-related purpose, it's also permitted for a non-food-related purpose. And here, too, they would say matoch. Since shechita was permitted for a food-related purpose, it's permitted when there's no food-related purpose, such as in this case of the Ola. So the parade of six brothers carrying loving Sifre Torah and their little sisters in Rishos Rabbi and Yantiv 
pass a man carrying a sign and warning passers-by not to carry on Shabbos. Which reminds us, Rabbi questioned Rabbi Yitzhak Barabdimah's interpretation of Malchus between Bishon and Basil and suggested Dilma be'erba hotzalo Shabbos vein erba hotzalo yomtev kamufage. That perhaps they disagree whether the institution of erba and the Malach of hotzah applied to Shabbos but not to yantav. Bishon may hold that erba and hotzah apply to yantav as well and therefore they prohibit carrying things not needed for food-related purposes. Whereas Basil hold that erba and hotzah do not apply to yantav and therefore permit carrying out things not needed for food purposes, such as a child who over a Torah. The Gemara brought the following Pasuk as a possible support, and do not carry a burden from your home on the day of Shabbos. We can refer from here that only on Shabbos is Hotzah prohibited, but not on Yantiv. And since the Malchokas is limited to Hotzah on Yantiv, even Basilo may agree that one of Shechs that donated all on Yantiv is Chayiv Malkas. And there is no basis for Yisab Rabdimi to say the price is consistent with Beis Hillel. Rav Yosef challenges this explanation. So the parade of six brothers carrying loving Sifrei Torah and their little sisters in Rishus Rabim Yantiv passed a man carrying a sign and warning passers-by not to carry on Shabbos, while the other six brothers delivered challah and a heavy load of meat matanos to the neighborhood Cohen. Which reminds us, this Malchus Beisham Beisilo, whether one may deliver matanos and challah to a Cohen on Yantiv Beishamay draws a comparison to Truma, which Beisilo rejects. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.